Howdy and welcome to the Bonanza Boys. I'm your host and commissioner, Steele Gibson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, manager Matt. Matt, how you doing? Steele, I'm doing pretty well. Coming off a nail-biting, uh, nail-biting <laughs> matchup this week, but we'll we'll let that wait for the matchup recaps. We will indeed. Uh, week one's in the books. Why don't you uh, start us off looking at our first matchup? Sure. So first matchup of the week, we were looking at uh, Nelly Spaghelli, uh, Steele, taking his new team name out for a test drive versus uh, Bacchus Spasms, um, and that's manager Neil. Uh, and this was a strong, you had a pretty strong week this week. Um, although I, I think that the it was a 10 to 1 victory for Nelly Spaghelli. Um, might have been a little bit closer than that scoreline indicates, but I think you were still... Uh, you were still you were pretty comfortable to, to be sure. Neil was really uh, let down by his goaltending, and I think it cost him it cost him any any sort of chance at this matchup. And in my uh, in my opinion, and yeah, you were our prize banana winner of the week Yeehaw. here. So first time, first time you're gonna get it's twenty bucks, right? Twenty ten bucks, bucks a week? ten bucks a week, ten bucks, ten a week. bucks a week, twenty weeks. Uh, treat yourself to a, a sub or a pizza or something like that. For, <laughs> so you would have been Steel would have been five and zero against the other managers in the league. So I'm sure you're. You're thrilled with the start. I was, yeah. I uh, was looking at who who my competition was going to be come Sunday if I had to start Kadobin, uh, uh, and I, I ended up that that was my saving grace to pass manager Mike. But uh, versus Neil, yeah, I, probably closer than ten to one suggests. But with the goalie cats wrapped up four for me, uh, that it it really was a, a foregone conclusion after Saturday. Yeah, I didn't even think that. I didn't even think that you would be looking at outside of your matchup for to win the prize banana if that is I, I hadn't considered that 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 you would do that but i guess that makes sense if you you know you're really strapped for cash well i was uh <laughs> i was i was building my excel spreadsheet for it so i was plugging in the values to see where is that but make sure it's working um but uh mostly i honestly i just really wanted to sweep on neil after his comments about uh swapping in the power rankings if he won this week i didn't quite get oh, it yeah Connor Brown did his best to stymie me, but that's all right. We'll we'll, we'll come next time. Yeah, and you guys were the, the a rare case of having the exact same numbers of games played. I just noticed that now. Yeah, both at um, forty four. Yeah, but any so you're strong performers. You can't uh, first on the list. Anze Kopitar, you had a monster <laughs> monster week. I know you were happy to get him in the draft. I was targeting him myself, but. Um, he only had two games played, but four goals, three assists, plus three, three power play points, 10 shots on goal, 22 face-off wins, three hits and a block for good measure. That is as good as you can get for the, to start the season. Very pleased. Uh, and then you had, yeah, you had a few other guys who played pretty well as well, but I just went uh, like Carter, Sveshnikov, and Dreisaitl all had four points. Bennett had the hat trick um, the other day, so... But then I had to go with Elvis for your other strong performer. Um, I know you were a bit worried about goalies coming into the season, hope you know, wishing that you had taken Markstrom and in um, in the draft. But Elvis had a Elvis and Columbus had a strong start. Uh, two games started, two wins, a one point four seven goals against, and a nine forty eight save percentage. It was fun watching Columbus hockey. I'll tell you that much. Oh my, scoring goals, winning games. I was like, what is this? But uh, yeah, no, Elvis had a great, uh, great week. I'm, I'm uh, not going to hopefully have to count on my goalies putting up those kind of numbers, but if they continue to do so, I certainly won't complain. Looking at the uh, other edge of the matchup, we had Neil 
Uh, top player, unfortunately now injured for, I think, six weeks was Pacioretty. Uh, in two games, he put up uh, pretty much all of this he put up in one stat line, but two goals, uh, one assist, plus three, 13 shots on net, uh, two hits and four blocks. Uh, another one was Barkov, who had, I think he had a 24 faceoff win game. Um, he had a goal, two assists, plus minus a four with four shots and two hits and blocks each. Um, Bjorkstrand with that four point night with Columbus. And then looking on the players that he'd look to look for a little bit more, we had Ehlers. Uh, he did put up 10 shots on goal, which is pretty wild. I think he had eight or seven of those in one game, but he had nothing else on his stat line, which I thought was uh, a curiosity. If nothing else, I, I don't think I've seen something like that. Uh, Pareko, I know, I think they only played the one game, St. Louis, but, uh, looking for a little bit more there. I guess he had an assist in the shot, but just one hit and two blocks. Normally he's a bit more in the peripherals. And his big letdown player was Sorokin. Uh, two games started, no wins, a 5-0-9 goals against, and an eight fifty five save. And that really took him out of the race this matchup. Yeah, and um, you said it best. Sorokin had a really poor week, and I was just looking back at our draft recap, and I, was, <laughs> I think I called his best pick Sorokin, so I got to... <laughs> Maybe a little bit of voodoo. And I also, it'll come up through the matchup, oh, yeah. but I also wasn't, wasn't super high on some of the older guys. And <laughs> they all must have heard the cat, the, the pod. So, cause they, they all had monster weeks and uh, are most of them are in the top 20, but anyways. Um, and yeah, Neil, um, yeah, Barkov had 23 faceoff wins that one, that one game. Yeah. It's um, wild. And yeah. I think Ehlers is pretty, he's kind of known for, doing nothing else in fantasy besides shooting and scoring, you know, power play points, goals, yeah. and assists, plus minus, but he's never face off wins, hits, um, or blocks, just not really in his repertoire. Um, for the weak performers on your team, I'm sure curious to hear if you agree, but Tyler Sagan off to a bit of a slow start. Um, the stars had three games played and very early, but maybe a little bit concerned about that shooting volume, which is traditionally so high. Um, I'm sure he's just getting back into the swing of things, but uh, he's minus one in three games played, no points, only four shots on goal, um, 19 face-off wins, five hits, and three blocks. And I went with Jacob Chikrin as well. Um, Arizona is going to have a really tough year, I think. I think yeah. that's the consensus. So Chikrin is, is typically a bright spot on that team, but uh, two games played, he's minus three with no points, nine shots on goal, and only four hits in a block. He didn't have any hits or any blocks in the first game. Maybe that's the uh, away stat counters in that Columbus game. Yeah, with the Sagan one, I watched the Dallas-Ottawa game on Sunday, and like it was like he was doing his best not to actually get a shot on goal. I would love to see what his shot attempts were because... I, it was crazy. It was every single time he had a chance, it would either get blocked or he'd just like throw it into the corner. It was, it was remarkable. Uh, Dallas as a whole looked brutal. So I'm hoping they can turn it around. Maybe it'll be a reverse of last year. Yeah. And you've got Kudobin in goal as well. So that's uh yeah, he, he did sneak there. me a win there, which was, which was lovely when he came in for uh, Holtby in the third period there. Yeah. But uh, um, MVP, I had Kopitar. You have anybody else? I had I had Elvis because yeah. I think you you won all four goalie categories and um, but yeah Kopitar had a had a huge week as well. You had a really you had a bunch of guys who were really strong offensively. Like Carter had four points as well. Sveshnikov. So um, yeah, I went with I went with Elvis. 
Fair enough. Fair and then enough. it was funny uh, that you, uh, the one surprise I had was uh, Tyler Bertuzzi on the bench <laughs> for the four goal outburst against the Lightning. So that uh, seems to happen a few times a year and it, good, I guess good to get it out of your way in the first week, maybe. Yeah, maybe it, was, thinking. it was slightly galling. I was, I was glad that it didn't uh, come into play at all during the actual standings. But yeah, you know, I figured Tampa Bay, stout, stout team versus Detroit over, you know, say... Rangers versus a weaker team, and nope, Bertuzzi, absolutely man. His goals were nice too. Some of those, like his his rush he scored goal a filthy was goal against Hedman, yeah. did wasn't it? Didn't he like walk Hedman? It was and, wild. Like, I was like, what is going on? And I'm sure we'll touch on it in a bit. But Vasilevsky, holy smoke, Tampa Bay just getting lit up. So we certainly um, <laughs> will touch on that. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll head into our next matchup here, which was uh, manager Brennan with DJ Zabinjabad. First Drew and the newly named uh, Rat Squad. Uh, this was the, uh, for, I, I believe, in reference to Mr. Marchand as well as his oldest fuck squad. So we'll see if they're still hanging around at the end of the season. Uh, Brendan took this one 8-3 and had it pretty locked up after Saturday's games. Uh, he took the skating cats. Well, uh, well, Drew took three of the four of the goalie cats. Uh, in terms of prize banana, Brendan came in tied for last here as he would have gone 0-4-1 versus the other winners. Yeah, that was uh, um, it was a Drew really is going to need some more offensive output. I think he had one of the lowest offensive outputs on the uh, on the week. And yeah. Ratsquad, I get yeah, I just saw Brad Marchand. I was like, okay, I guess yeah, I, it works. I, yeah, Drew is going to be looking for a bit more. We'll take a take a look at Drew's team here. Uh, strong player, wasn't a whole lot to choose from, but um, Patty Kane made the best of a bad situation in um, in uh, Chicago. Three games played, he had a goal and three assists. He was minus five, so that's what that's what I mean when I say a bad situation because <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Three power play points and fourteen shots on goal with one faceoff win, and his goal, like you, you uh, alluded to before, his goalies had a good week. Um, both Talbot and Tal- Cam Talbot and Bobrovsky going two for two in game started and wins, um, and combining for a one point nine nine goals against and a nine forty two save percentage. So I'm sure Drew is happy but cautiously optimistic about Bobrovsky starting the season like that because yeah. he has been terrible the last couple of years and Spencer Knight is breathing down his uh, jersey. Yeah, and we'll see there. And, and to be fair, I think the his Boston duo just had the one game, so uh, I assume they'll they'll chalk in more than their two points combined this week. But uh, looking at on the other side, Brendan's good players. Uh, we'll start off with that LA King connection, Drew Doughty. Uh, one goal, five assists, plus one, uh, three of those points on the power play, three shots on goal, and just four hits. But uh, hard to be upset with six points from a defender there. And his defense really, uh, looking at it, had had the good weeks here. Like Mackenzie Weger, just the two assists, but uh, seven shots on goal, nine hits, and five blocks. And the hits and blocks categories were fairly close, so that was pretty big for him, and the shots on goal. And uh, my final one was Kemper, who uh, just had the one game, but uh, I guess it really wouldn't have mattered goalie cat wise. But nice to know that he's he's going to have a pretty good season if he can stay healthy with a nine forty one and a two goals against average. Yeah, and I guess so. Kemper played on the sixteenth as well, but he didn't start him. Um, oh, did yeah? Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I didn't. I was just checking because I was like, wait, did someone else play? But no, he uh, he started, and I guess he picked a good I guess game he, to yeah, sit. Yeah, got lit up from St. Louis a little. 
425 goals against and an 852 save percentage with a loss. So um, smart managing, I guess, to, to bench your studs. <laughs> but uh, so we'll look at the, the weak players on Drew's side. Um, I, it was tough this week to pick weak players because, yeah. you know, you see someone with no points and then they only played one game and uh, you see someone with one point and they played three games. It's, you know, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit tougher to judge on that sort of thing, but um, it wasn't difficult to pick weak players from Drew's team. <laughs> um, I went with Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Um, the Habs as a whole have gotten, I think, an 0-3 start, so not the greatest, but he, he had three games played, no goals, no assists, minus three, 11 shots on goal, seven hits and a block. Um, Patrick Hornquist, Brandon Gallagher, and Jesperi Kotkaniemi all had zero points as well. Um Hornquist only in two games played, I believe, caught Kanyemi the same, but um, it's going to need some more offensive output from those guys. For sure. And uh, looking at Brennan's bad players, uh, paging Artemi Panarin. Uh, I mean, he did have two assists, um, but uh, not, not quite the start you want with a minus one, one of those on the power play and two shots on goal. Uh, and Johnny Goudreau, he only that played bonkers. Yeah, I didn't see that. Two shots on goal in three games for Panarin. Yeah, absolutely wild. At least Mika had three assists, I guess, and eight shots. But uh, Goudreau, they played the one game, uh, didn't do anything. Was minus one with three shots on goal. And gotta mention the trouble in Chicago with Mark Andre Fleury getting lit up here. Two games started, no wins, seven zero six goals against, and an eight twenty six save percentage. So. Uh, uh, we we talked about him on the pod last year or l- last week. How uh, it was maybe too early for Flurry in a bad situation, but we'll see if he can turn it around. I know he is looking for some potential trading partners, so uh, hit him up if you're willing to take that chance on Mister Flurry. And it is a risk, I would say, at this <laughs> point. But are you, at the same time, you know, you're you, you could never buy lower. I would think. Yeah, um, and then it's, you so, know, it's early season days, a new team, new squad. We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, only two games in. I I will cause for I won't be calling. No, no. I, I I would probably agree unless he wants to trade straight across for Carter Hart. But uh, I don't I don't we, think that we he talked would about that actually, and I was like, oh, did I was you really? like, pick your poison, like geez, I honestly, pick the young guy you who, die? yeah. Pick the young guy whose head is a mess, or pick the old guy who's moved to a new team with a defense, you know, a way weaker defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, MVP? I went with Doughty. He had such a big week. And um, yeah, I mean, just six points in two games for a defenseman. That's enough for me. Yeah, I went with Uyghur just because uh, the, the shots on goal, hits and blocks were so close, and he came up fairly big in all three of those, but can't go wrong with either of those two picks. Always nice when you have strong performance from uh, from defensemen. Yeah, and even Dumba had a good stat line too, like seven blocks, eight shots on goal, like they're all doing their part. Yeah, and most of them only in two games played, so that is uh, pretty impressive. We hope to hope to keep that rolling. Um, and with that, we'll go to the next matchup, which was uh, the newly named Nellia Spigelia <laughs> and the newly named Big Cat Vassy between managers Michael and Jags. Um, so Michael won, Michael won this matchup seven to three. It's a strong start to the season for him, uh, putting some of last season's, uh, one dimensional chatter behind him. Um, as he was, I think, I don't think he real, fully realized the importance of the, some of the peripheral categories. So he had a, he had a better showing in those this week. Um, and Jake's was really lacking offensively this week though. 
I'm sure he wasn't expecting Vasilevsky to lay an egg <laughs> in the first, <laughs> first week of the season. How, how many um, eggs did Vasi lay there? Holy smokes. I think he, I think he laid three? two. He laid two eggs for sure. Yeah. He had a, he had a great game yeah, against Yeah, he had a good Washington. game Washington. Yeah. And that really, and he's still a sub 900 save percentage, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jags had it. He's been in tough to start the season though. Mark Stone injured, Gabe Landeskog suspended, and Crosby on the IR still, um, which he knew when he drafted him. But that's got to be his top three players, maybe three of his four at least. I think Tavares might have gone before then. But any, anyways, that's a you know, hopefully get some better performance when those guys come back hopefully it's not too long out um and michael was second in the prize banana rankings here he would have been four and one against other winning managers with the yeah. only loss it was very close you. it was like five four and three in terms of uh win loss and tie in the categories between us ah it would have been a good matchup to see would have been a good one. Uh, looking at Mike's team in terms of the good players, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I don't know, what, are we going to mention him 20 out of 20 weeks? Uh, Connor McDavid putting Probably. up five points, three power play points, 10 shots on goal, 12 faceoff wins. Um, yeah, looking like right where he picked off uh, as long as uh, Drysaddle can continue riding shotgun. Although I feel like I, I kind of want Drysaddle to take on his own line, get me some more faceoff wins, but I digress. Uh, Latang had four assists with 11 hits and I believe, uh, four blocks. And he had, I think there was a seven hit game in there and for Latang. So Pittsburgh has been surprising everybody here with their depth, uh, with Crosby and Malkin out there making a good show of things. And, uh, have to mention Jack Campbell, uh, two games started, two wins, a 0.86 goals against and a 968 save percentage. So, uh, Pretty unreal numbers there, and with Mrazek injured, um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how long he's supposed to be out for, but looks like Campbell's got this grip on the starting job so far. Yep, and uh, leave it to Steele to try and keep Nylander out of that. Uh, good players, <laughs> if if he can, I'm always the Leafs hater, but I like to go through, you know, forward D and goalie. You know, you know, if, if the I options are there. I hear you. I was wondering to myself who you would pick because. But I mean, McDavid is such a known entity. Um, and it's like, you're right. It's like, we are going to talk about him every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's either he's going to be, either he's going to be amazing and it's just going to be a given or he's going to be bad. And we're going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but so I'll look at Jags' team. Uh, he did not have a great week, as I mentioned earlier. Um, strong players. Um, I went with John Tavares, who had a, he really saw a lot of work in the faceoff dot with Matthews out, 42 faceoff wins in three games. Only one assist plus one in a power play point, but also 12 shots on goal, four hits, two blocks. Um, and I also went with Jeremy Swayman, who had a strong um, first start of the season with, yeah. for Boston. He's one, one game started, one win, uh, a 1.0 goals against in a 964, but... Uh, Mark Stone also had, he had one good game before, and he was injured the second game. He had three assists and a plus three in that first game. But uh, yeah, now he's out. So that is, that might be tough to stomach. Yeah, going to be tough. Going to need those uh, guys to come back and for Vassy not to have uh, two brutal games. On the other side, for uh, Mike's players who could have done better, uh, we'll talk about Nylander. No, just kidding. It would be Jonathan Taze. <laughs> Um, zeros across the board in terms of points, minus four, three shots on goal. He did have 35 faceoff wins and two hits, but uh, it's looking like perhaps faceoff wins will be the only thing he can contribute. 
but Alex Petrolangelo, uh, for all the goals that Vegas was scoring, he didn't get in on any of them. Minus two, three shots on goal. He did have five blocks, which is nice to see, but uh, normally a little more offensive production from a guy like him. Yeah, no hits either. So what happens a lot of the time where defensemen are so much better in real life than they are in fantasy. Yeah, It's very, very different beasts. Um, for Jake's team, the weaker players, um, a lot. Of, I think he had a lot of guys that played only one game when I looked at them for having no points, but Dennis Gurianoff really stood out for the Stars. Um, three games played, no points, even eight shots on goal and three hits. That's it. So with three games played, you'd be hoping for a bit more. And we've mentioned him already, but Vasilevsky had a really poor week by his standards, um, especially like in the first game, losing, uh, gave him three goals and losing six to two to the Penguins. And then what was a bit of a crazy game against um, the Red Wings on Saturday, they, they won yeah. seven to six, <laughs> but he gave up six goals with a 5.8 goals against and a 769 save percentage. And Tampa was down like six yeah, to three. I know. In yeah, that game, how I often think. do you then, keep your goalie in when you're? when they allow like, you know, six goals when you're, you're out of the game. Yeah. Uh, no so kidding. Pretty crazy that he ended up getting the win there. Yeah, he, he did. But, and then he had a good, he had one good game against Washington, but uh, still low, pretty weak by his standards. Who, um, who did you have for MVP in this matchup? I went with uh, Mr. Campbell. Yeah. I went with Campbell and Nylander just to pair the Leafs together, not a Homer or anything, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought Nylander had a really good week. Four he points, did. fifteen shots on goal, but uh, and then yeah, you already talk, already spoke about Campbell, so strong strong start for them. And Mike's and Michael's a Leafs fan, so I'm sure he's happy about that. Yes, yeah, he is. We uh, we played some COD on the Sunday and, and caught up on the league. He's uh, very excited for the season. Uh, we'll hop on over to the first edition of the Matter Bowl. Uh, manager Matt Kermis, my co-host, first manager Matt Taylor. This was an absolute squeaker of a win on Sunday uh, with Kermis needing a Senator's win and for his opponent to only get two blocks. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Manager Matt Taylor made a big doo-doo here, picking up uh, Victor Meet or Mite, however you want to pronounce his name. Uh, And he didn't play. So so that was... uh, Did he pick him up? He did. Yeah, he had him him for the Sunday and uh, he he didn't didn't end up playing. He was a healthy scratch. He's not on his roster at all. Uh, could be because he didn't have any stat line. He never actually played a game. I thought I thought they always went into. No, I, I believe you. I just don't. I don't see him when I look at the matchup. He's not like on the bottom of the names. Yeah, and I think that's because that I think I think they only show players that actually played. Like even if they're on your bench, oh, really? like at, yeah, actually started oh. a game. That's funny. I almost picked up Victor Victor Meat for a. For I was looking, looking at him too, blocks. and and then I checked my phone. I got the notification. I was like, oh, I'm side seven days. But uh, yeah, tough tough break there for him. A great break there for you. And uh, this one would have come. You would have come in tied again for last uh, in the prize banana with zero four and one with that tie coming against manager Brennan. Yep, I will take it. Um, yeah, looking <laughs> I'll at, take a squeaker like that. <laughs> Better to be on the winning side than the losing side. So uh, looking at your team, uh, I feel like this is cheating, but pretty much your goalies besides Carter Hart. Um, I would have gone with Gibson, but he just had that one game start. They uh, they all did pretty well, particularly. Uh, but yeah, with Gibson and Gustafsson, Gustafsson only uh, taking two games, but Demko with another two. Uh, combining to give you the goalie categories, which obviously 
or massive in a, in a tight game like this, specifically with that Sunday pickup. Uh, Pugliarvi with four points. Uh, he's fitting in well on that top line. And uh, I think he's on a power play too. Yeah, he the, the one power play point there. Seven shots on goal, plus two with two more hits. And uh, Jared McCann, I know Ryan is all about Brandon Tanev being the William Carlson uh, of Seattle, but I think it's going to be Jared McCann. Two goals, one assist, uh, minus one, but with a power play point, five shots on goal, 18 faceoffs, four hits, and two blocks. Yep, it was. Uh, I was looking for bright spots this week, but especially with Kucherov being uh, injured. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a couple good performances there. And so we'll look at uh, Matt Taylor's team. Uh, Nazem Kadri benefited from McKinnon still being out for, with COVID. Um, and in three games played, he had a goal, three assists, plus three, six shots on goal, 23 faceoff wins, uh, two hits and a block. And Adam Fox also had a solid three games played with a goal and two assists for three points, um, plus three, one power play point, a, a pretty impressive 11 shots on goal um, and a hit and two blocks for good measure. And Christian Dvorak is a monster in the faceoff. Yes, guys. Yeah. Um, he was, I think he was highly coveted uh, under the table a little bit by uh, managers in the off season. So uh, he won and Montreal had a pretty terrible week, but he did win 40 face-offs and Matt T won a staggering 191 face-offs, which was a lot. It must've been more than at least more than double, if not triple everyone else in the league. I'm not sure. I don't know if anyone else got to a hundred. And if Matt T continues that he, I bet you he'd set, he sets the record for face-off wins in a, in a season. This there year. were a few over 100. I had 120 and Mitch had 105. Still lots of face-off. Lots wins, tons of face-off wins. Week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wild. Um, and I'll take a, I'll take a look at his weak players here. Um, Connor Hellebuck had a bad week, and that makes the first two goalies drafted overall having bad <laughs> weeks. So, just speaks to the um, to the reality of potentially using a zero goalie scenario, or at least waiting for your goalies. Because um, Hellebuck and Vasilevsky start off weak, definitely anyone can. Um, and Suzuki, Nick Suzuki, to add to the list of Montreal players who didn't do much in their first three games. Um, no points, minus two, six shots, 23 face-off wins, five hits in a block. So he's got he's to start producing. He just signed a huge contract, and that's the way Canada Canadian <laughs> markets are. So yeah, <laughs> hope you uh, step it up there, Nick. Yeah, Montreal as a whole needs to get going here. And uh, looking at your your team, once again, short week, it was tough to pick bad players uh, just because of games played. I ended up going with uh, Hronik, who, who you dropped quickly. But uh, just wanted to point him out. And Carter Hart, obviously, here. Uh, he bounced back from a brutal start. I think it was like uh, what, three or four goals on the first first period or whatever it was, but bounced back, saved it with a 378 and an 897. That can be classified as saving it. And that's pretty much all I had for you there. Um, I felt the, the players that didn't put up big scores were because they didn't really play. I guess you could go with Granlund, but I think he only had one game as well. So. Or Tarasenko, yeah, three, yeah. Yeah, Tarasenko had one game. Granlin had two games, but I didn't have yeah. him the first game. He got three points. So um, I think he had a pretty good start. I know Muzzin, Muzzin played three games, no points. Um, so I, I probably yeah, would have Muzzin, yeah, with the, the minus two and the three and four. But yeah, uh, yeah other, other than that, uh, who'd you have for MVP? 
Uh, I, I had to go with Gustafson. It was, I mean, yeah. Gibson had the better better game, but Gustafson was more timely. I needed that. I I knew I needed the start and the um, the start and, and definitely the, the start and yeah. I didn't even think I needed the win. I was like, oh, I'll get the I'll get the start and see how this goes. But uh, and then because I thought Dallas was going to come out firing on all cylinders, but maybe um, maybe Ottawa's a little bit more than everyone has thought. They are. They're that they tenacious were. out there. Dallas did wait look like till, a train wreck, but they, they they're still looking pretty good, Ottawa. Just wait till their uh, till their big left winger comes back. I know that <laughs> I can't. So the next ma- next matchup was um, manager Gritty, which is Danny versus uh, Raffy Rockets, which is manager Mitch. And this was a beatdown. Raffy Rockets wins eleven to one with Danny only winning power play points. Um, this was a, and this wasn't a matter of games played um there's two danny actually played two more games than mitch and still lost 11 to 1 so that is impressive to say the least um and danny also didn't meet the minimum goalie requirements which never helps although it wouldn't have yeah. wouldn't have mattered he was at a 5.84 goals against and a 865 save percentage so he'll be hoping to write this one off and get back to 500 um mitch would have been third in the prize banana rankings and he and he was uh three and two this week, losing only to yourself and Michael. And okay. So we'll take a look at whose team am I doing? I believe <laughs> oh, you're doing, doing Danny's Danny. team. I am doing Danny's team. So the man who heard the draft podcast had a monster week by name of Alex Ovechkin. And I talked about <laughs> him being maybe a little bit old and maybe drafted a little too early. And he drank some vodka and got out there and put up five points in two games looking <laughs> looking pretty dynamic like he like he typically does so i guess i owe him an apology um but yeah he had three goals two assists plus one three power play points 11 shots on goal like he always does three hits in a block um and zacharensky had a good week for columbus as well two games played um a goal two assists plus two two power play points um six shots on goal and a hit in a block for good measure and on the other side for manager Mitch, uh, when you have a, a good week, there's there's lots of guys to choose from, but uh, somebody we might not mention as often in the goal-scoring category, we had Brandon Tanev with three goals, uh, one of them the worst. For, I, I, it's going to be a, an absolute meme because I don't know what Bjorkstrand was doing on the play, uh, but he had oodles of buckets of time and buried it on Elvis there. Uh, but followed that up with seven shots on goal, 11 hits and two blocks. Uh, in the goalie category, we talked about him going back to the well of Mike Smith, and it paid off for this week. Two games started, two wins, a 192 goals against, and a 953 save percentage. And uh, Darnell Nurse was uh, pretty massive in the peripherals here. Uh, with two assists, plus one, one power play point, eight shots on goal with 16 hits and five blocks. So a uh, pretty so big jealous. week from him there. And uh, just a quick shout out to Mr. Ryan O'Reilly. Just did the one game, but he had a goal and 21 faceoff wins. So uh, those 20 plus faceoff games are always pretty, pretty special. Yeah, pretty hard to come by as well. Um, so weak players for Danny's team. He had a pretty rough week. So um, Joel Erickson Eck, Mark Shifley, Cole Caulfield, and Kyler Yamamoto all had zero points. Um, pretty much only Ovechkin. And Wierenski did much for him. Uh, Huberdeau had two points in a couple games played, but uh, yeah, he's looking for more than that. And he didn't meet the minimum goalie requirements. Um, so he is going to be in tough until Varlamov gets back, most likely. Um, Nijelkovic yeah. 
Um, one game started in a 6.7 with an 8.54 goals against, and that was most likely, yeah, that was the game against Tampa. I know Thomas Grice had a huge, played really well um, in the last game for Detroit. So um, I'm sure Nijelkovic will continue to get to get the starts, but we'll see. And Peter Mrazek did not have a good debut for the Leafs, and he is now injured. So um, he's going to need some goalie help over there. And Danny's in IR hell again, just like he was all of last season. Let's see if he moves on from players early here. Because uh, what he's got, one, oh, two, man. three, four, five, six that are out or IR eligible. <laughs> oh, so um, I, I guess Poor it'll be guy. good for him to have Shifley. I know he, Shifley was suspended for that one game, and presumably McKinnon will be back this week. But uh, yeah, maybe, you know, Ty Smith, I don't know if he's going to be a game breaker. You could drop him, get some, uh, get a get a goalie going in there but anyways uh we'll look at the other side here uh for manager mitch his bad players uh we did talk about him last week his first two picks of mccarran point i wasn't a huge fan of uh braden point they had tons of goals tampa uh he only got one assist he did have seven shots on goal with 25 face-off wins and a couple hits but uh, you'd be hoping for more than one assist there McCarr also just one assist. Uh, I know McKinnon's out, but he should be able to play who can generate his own offense at the back end there. Uh, minus one with six shots on goal and a pair of blocks and hits each. And Samsonov with zero starts. Um, I'm sure that's not what he was envisioning when he drafted him. Uh, Vanasek pretty much all last year kind of came on strong at the end uh, to kind of really form a tandem. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I didn't realize Samsonov hadn't started yet. Um, and I also didn't realize Kale McCarr was doing so poorly, but uh, yeah. it's good to bring up. Um, I'm sure he'll turn it around, but uh, it is can be risky taking young defensemen that high. I know he, I mean, he's incredibly skilled. I'm sure he'll be fine, but uh, it does seem to be, you know, you never know that it's going to be bad until it's gone bad. So exactly. um, who did you have for MVP here? I went with Nurse in this one. Um, just because the I guess you know blocks were kind of close, but yeah, I, I went with Nurse as well. Yeah. I was going to go Mike Smith, but Danny didn't. Goalie categories were irrelevant. Yeah. So, um, Nurse with eight, 16 hits in two games, and he played and he played sixty minutes of hockey yeah. in those first two games. That is bonkers. I guess the Oilers are just going to ride him straight to the ground. It is. So uh, we'll head into our final matchup here, which was. Uh, Manager Ryan with, uh, what was it, uh, Stammer Time uh, versus Manager Jeff uh, with A Ho Gave Me Headman. Uh, getting shades of Alex McLean here. So, uh, well, with that with that team name, but uh, we'll see yeah. how it goes. Uh, Manager Ryan won this one 8-4 as I think this is the first time ever that we've had two teams in a week not secure the goalie starts needed, um, or goalie appearances at least. And so he won eight four, and uh, Ryan was fourth in the prize. Banana would have gone two and three against the other victors. Yeah, Ryan had a pretty good week. Uh, we, it's I know, I feel you when uh, trying to say all these new names. I feel like I was last season. I got so used to everyone's <laughs> names, and I knew who everyone was. And now I have to like click on them to see who it is. And uh, but yeah, so Ryan Ryan had a good week. His strong players. Um, I think this is another older player that I might have criticized the pick of who knows don't check the tapes but Steven Stamkos <laughs> with three games played and you know you said Braden Point didn't score any points well Stamkos had seven so yeah <laughs> um, he had a huge week currently ranked second overall um, three goals four assists 
even, which is interesting with that many points. Um, three power play points, 10 shots on goal, 21 faceoff wins, four hits and a block. Um, and Chris Kreider also had a really good week for him. Um, three goals in three games, uh, plus two, two power play points, seven shots on goal, two faceoff wins, and uh, 10 hits and a block. Yeah, and looking at uh, Jeff's good players, start off with uh, JT Miller. Uh, goal, three assists. Uh, he was minus one, but two power play points, seven shots on goal, 10 faceoffs six hits and two blocks and uh, continuing that Tampa Bay connection. We had Victor Hedman uh, with five assists, uh, one power play point, 10 shots on goal, three hits and five blocks. Um, and then, you know, Morgan Riley, I, I wasn't too high on him and he's had a pretty decent start. Um, has it been three games for the Leafs? Three games, right? Three games is right. Yep. So, you know, decent stat line, nothing spectacular, but for three games, two assists, plus two, one power play point, eight shots on goal, six hits, four blocks. So do you think that, uh, I was just seeing Hedman's stat line there. I hadn't seen it and didn't really pay attention to it, but, uh, do you think that, would you take Hedman over nurse in a draft for our league or just um, catching you off guard here? Those those two would be close for me. I'd take them both over Makar. Um, for category coverage, or just yeah, because you have just more, just in general, like I assume Makar is going to get more points, but it, you know, it's not going to be enough to offset uh, the hits and blocks. I think, yeah, I, I like because I I I had probably four or five D ahead of Makar that all were I would have been fine getting any of them. Um, on a hit headman and. Uh, who else were we talking about there? Nurse. We're Nurse both were, on were that two list. of them, yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with either the, either of them. I think Edmonton probably will be the better regular season team in terms of fantasy out points, just because I think Tampa Bay has learned the lesson that regular season doesn't matter for shit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And so looking at weak players for uh, manager Ryan, uh, he had a pretty good week, but I went with uh, Tim Stutzel, um, the sophomore player, only three for Ottawa. Only they had three games played, and he only had one assist, plus one, one power play points, one power play point, uh, four shots on goal, five hits, and three blocks. I'm sure he will uh, turn around a little bit. Um, Tyson Berry didn't have a great week, despite all the scoring that happened um, in Edmonton. They had eight, goal, eight goals, two games, and he did not get a point. Only four shots on goal, one hit and a block with um and he was even on the week as well and uh, jean-gabriel pajot also the islanders got off to a pretty tough start they did. Um, giving up 11 goals in two games that's very atypical of such a defensively minded team um and so jg pajot had no points he was a minus two and nine shots on goal and 18 face-off wins so he will be and no hits and no blocks he's normally pretty good for a few, at least a, a hit or two a game and on the other side, uh, we had Trevor Zegris, the rookie in Anaheim. Um, he, I know he's he's young, but he's done nothing. Uh, zeros through the first four cats, <laughs> two shots on goal with five faceoff wins through a couple games. So uh, we'll see how much leash manager Jeff gives him. And uh, got to talk about the goalies here when you don't get uh, enough goalie appearances. Both Knight and Allmark uh, combined for zero games started. Um, so that's, that's something, um, Allmark, I know he was more confident in, in terms of Swayman, not pushing him right away, but, uh, we'll see what happens there. I imagine he'll definitely get into a, 
a game or two this week, and same thing for night with Bobrovsky. But I don't. I'm. I Florida's my cup pick this year. I'm very confident in them, particularly if Bobrovsky can play like this. So we'll see what happens with night. Yeah, and it's a classic case of follow the money, right? I don't think Florida's going to be too happy paying Bobrovsky ten million dollars for the next whatever it is four yeah, or five years at least six more seasons it was, it was six or seven yeah because yeah. he was a, it was a six or seven year deal and he just started last year so um yes uh spencer knight will be curious to see how much time he gets he was a huge his adp really skyrocketed in the um before the draft everyone was super super high on florida you're not alone in that thought um and they thought bob would just implode and knight would swoop in and you know become a top five or seven goalie probably but that did not happen or it hasn't yet let me put it that way it's only been two only been two games very early days yep and he is confirmed to be starting uh tomorrow there you go so we'll see against tampa so a kucherov less tampa so anyways who did you have for mvp in this one i had to go with uh namesake stamkos yeah i went with him as well He's yeah. a monster week with seven points. Yeah, I love the NHL three stars of Kopitar, Stamkos, and Ovechkin. All, yeah, uh, all was... in the over 30 and captains and over the hill. <laughs> but here yeah, they go. Yeah, I didn't say I, I wanted Kopitar too. Yeah, Co- but, Kopitar uh... was high on coming in the season. And Stamkos too. Like I was high on him last year. He was my first round pick. And uh, it was the health kind of thing that. Uh, was he your first round pick last year? Yeah, yeah, because then I went to Brady to Chuck in the second. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I guess I don't remember who who else was taken in the first round, but I mean, I'm not going to argue with him anymore right now. <laughs> <I'm not about laughs> to, I don't, don't want to add more fuel to Ryan's team. Uh, do we want to quickly take a look at the matchups to come? Sure, we can take a look. Let's... We got uh, first one up is myself versus uh, manager Jeff. Um, I assume manager Jeff will get the goalie starts needed this week. So, uh, I'm not counting on sweeping those four. So I think it will probably be pretty close, but, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't discredit the boy is coming off a, a prize banana win. So I'm going to have to go back to the well with uh, Nelly Spaghetti going two and L. Yep. And Jeff's got, I don't know, maybe you haven't started everyone this week, but he's got a seven games played advantage. He's looking yeah, he's sitting might 60 come in year 53. So, uh, that might come into play. He does have Ryan Strom, who's just been put on IR. So um, he's got his slots available, so he can make use of that. Probably will come down. You got, I think you two probably have the weakest goalies in the league, I would imagine. Yeah, I would say um, so, From at least from a, a at draft least from, perspective. From a, yeah, from a yeah. draft, like, capital perspective. Um, I can't say you have the weakest goalies in the league after Elvis is ranked 26th. But, yep. um yeah, it should be should be an interesting matchup. Uh, I know you had a really good week uh, last week, so I will I'll stick with you on this one. I think oh, so kind of you, so kind. Next up, we have uh, back of spasms manager Neil versus uh, Rafi Rockets manager Mitch. Who do you got here? Let me take a quick look at the teams. Well, um, while you do that, I can. I got some notes here. I I went with uh, manager Mitch. I think that Pacioretty loss for manager Neal is going to be a tough one. Um, I, I, I think St. Louis is going to absolutely beat the tires off Arizona tonight <laughs> <laughs> with Ryan O'Reilly oh. leading the way. And uh, we'll see what happens with Neal's goalies. I got to imagine Sorokin's going to bounce back, particularly with Varlamov off. But 
I love Manager Mitch's goalies with Saros, Smith, and Samsonov. Well, sorry, not Samsonov, but Saros and Smith. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And his Philly boys, too. They just had the one game, but they looked good. Yeah, so, she, I mean, will be a bit more of a balancing out week uh, with as many people uh, getting games in. It'll be interesting to see Neil's week. Well, I think it'll either it'll start off really well or start off very poorly with Shesterkin going against Toronto tonight with Matthews in his first game back. Um hoping for the Leafs to put some uh, put up some uh, some fireworks there. Um, I'll go with Mitch as well here. He had a really good showing in the first week, um, and he's looking to continue that momentum. I know he wasn't – he was close to the bottom of the rankings at the end of last year, so he's uh, maybe uh, put – maybe he's got the Jordan Stahl factor, and I can't, uh, I can't <laughs> deny that. Very well. We'll move on to our next one, which is manager Brendan with uh, DJ Sabin Jabad. Versus uh, the real Slim Brady, my co-host manager, Matt Kermis. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take this one right away. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting interesting matchup. Um, be curious to see. We both have some, our goalies who have had our problems. Um, if Carter Hart can do anything against Seattle tonight, I will be in, uh, you know, I'll be on cloud nine. So I do, I probably, I probably have the most games played of the week this week so far. I've got, I'm slated to play 69 with Brandon yeah. playing 59. So um, that's nice for me after having so few games played last week. Um, but yeah, I'll take myself. I never, I never shy away from, never want to take I any um, fuel away from that the bad boys. juju in the locker room. No. Um, yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted to give uh, a tip of the cap here to manager Brendan, but those, that 10 games is, is sizable. Uh, and it's interesting. You guys got the goalie battles tonight with Gibson versus Markstrom. So we'll see how that goes. Cause that could definitely be a deciding, not necessarily deciding, but a, a factor in it. I do think though, that Panarin and uh, Mika are going to have great weeks. Um, so we'll see if you're able to fight that off with Kucherov out and Brady to Chuck coming back in. So, uh, you know what, I'm going to call a tie on this one and wow. yeah. And because that's what you guys did this week. It was you both were zero four and one, and you had the tie against each other. So I'm uh, I'm gonna go there, and I think my odds are what seven to one if if I get a tie versus uh, betting on one other either either way. Probably probably fair. Very politically yeah. correct of you, as one of us is your podcast co-host, and the other is your roommate. So, <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's uh, I accused understand. me of being politically correct on this before. So uh, this this is a gut feeling. I'm calling a tie. Oh, that, that's interesting. I yeah. hope uh, I hope that I uh, hope that doesn't come true for, and I hope that I take the win. But of um, we we shall see. And we'll move on to uh, manager Michael with uh, sorry, say his last name again. Nelia. Nelia. Nelia Spaghelia uh, versus manager Drew the Rat Squad. Um, this one manager Mike had a very strong week last week. Uh, I think he probably keeps it up. Uh, both of them have good goalies, if I'm remembering correctly, so that will be interesting. But uh, I'm going to give the edge to manager Michael. Yeah, um, manager Drew, he does have good goalies. We'll see. Um, I don't know how many games Minnesota plays this week. It looks like maybe only three, two. No, uh, yeah, they do. They play, but they play Saturday and Sunday. I guess he does have. He's got Kakinen and Talbot, so he yeah. should get both of those starts. If uh, I mean Brett Spencer Knight is starting tonight, so if he start if he plays well, see if Bob gets back in the crease. It could be could be interesting. I'm everyone everyone in the fantasy world and the regular NHL world has their eyes on that goalie situation in Florida. I think. 
Um, and Michael's got an extra four games played and I think I'll, I'll take him again this week too. I think I'll, maybe he'll, um, he's got a few, a few games out of his Toronto boys. Um, and hopefully if Campbell can have a good day, good game tonight, that'll get him off on the right foot. There we go. Uh, we'll move on to gritty versus stammer time, which is manager Danny versus manager Ryan, the, uh, the old VIP, no, sorry, the VI patrons. And uh, one of these days we'll make it to that mythical place. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Who do you, who do you have here? Yeah, I, I think Danny probably hasn't started his players yet. But right now Ryan has a twelve game um, starting advantage. I have to go Ryan here. Danny's unfortunately his goalies are a mess so far. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna have. He might have trouble again to meet the minimum start requirements. Um, and because Drew. Grubauer is confirmed starting tonight, and Danny has uh, Dreger in the starting spot for Seattle. So, um, and Ryan with Leonard and Anderson should be should be getting a fair amount of starts. Um, and his, you know, see, Tam- someone's going to have to step up in Tampa with Kucherov out apparently long term, and I can't think of anyone better than Stamkos. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Gritty might need a a goalie appearance in the terms of a, or in the form of a pull. Uh, but uh, pretty decent luck here for manager Ryan to, to go against two two teams with goalies in disarray at the start. I will also lean manager Ryan on this matchup. And our last one is manager Jags, big cat, Vassy, lightning bolt, cat face. <laughs> <laughs> for stash poppy, uh, manager Matt Taylor. Um, I You know, I, I wanted to be as high as I could on Jags here, but... Uh, Manager Matt T's teams popping in the momentum rankings of uh, between one and three games. So read what that read into that what you will, but uh, I'll go with Manager Matt T here to get his first one of the season. Is that Vasilevsky's nickname, or is I, he called Big Cat Vasi? Or is I the don't Jags know. have a have just a you know just an influx of inspiration and just decided to call him Big Cat Vasi? It very well could be. I, I I've I've never heard it. Um, not saying that that doesn't exist i mean florida is the big cat state um I, i'm more related to the panthers than tampa bay but they, they're both in there so perhaps it could be <clears throat> yeah i guess who knows we'll have to have them on the pod yeah just so we don't uh just so we don't agree on everything i'll go with jags on this one um, i think vasilevsky's gonna bounce back yeah um and you know who knows? Maybe Tavares has a big night tonight against the Rangers. Gets him off on uh, on the right foot, and hopefully for him, Stone isn't out uh, too long. But it'll be interesting. Interesting to see how he can do with his big guns out for a little while. Yeah, nothing like a vote of confidence with uh, who knows, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. That's why we play the games week two coming up, and we'll head to everybody's favorite section, the one that uh, gets me in hot water in multiple formats, like. I, I, I this I had this popping up in our golf group, like our golf trip group Instagram chat with half the people not even in the league. Uh, so so I, I can't escape it, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, why don't you start us off with the uh, the power rankings here? Sure. So as we always do, working from 12 back to one, at number 12, we have manager Jeff, who probably um, might have gotten um, a bit of a tough draw with his goalies but um yeah he's he's starts the year at the bottom yeah starts the year at the bottom and a quick quick note on these ones uh, it's it's the same thing as last time with the uh, top 100 players of yahoo 
obviously with the small gap, uh, small game sizes, that this is not going to be very indicative perhaps going forward and there'll be a lot of fluctuation, but for now, this is the best we got. And coming in at number 11, a big fall from number two last, last week is manager Jake's, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't, can't disregard what the numbers are telling me. Yep. And I'll, I'll disclaim and I'll give myself a little bit of an out here. I didn't put in my, um, you know, Matt Kay's, uh, voodoo power rankings. Um, uh, we went with, these are all steals number based. Um, so if you have any, uh, any quarrels, you can t- take them up with him. He had every um, opportunity to put them in and, uh, he, he chose not to. So it's, uh, it's, I did. I, th- I it's thought not it was an a- abuse of power here. It's not an abuse of power. I thought it was a bit early to be giving, um, I won't call them arbitrary, but, um, <laughs> to be giving my power rankings gut, gut for, the, for the influence. Yes, gut based. Yeah. That's, uh, that's perfect. Um, a little bit of PR help there. Um, and so number 10, um, as we digress, number 10 is manager Ryan with Stammer Time, who had a good week. So he'll be looking to looking to win again this week and move, climb up those rankings. Yeah, it was tough to see somebody uh, who is third on Prize Banana to, to fall out there. Was he third? No, sorry, fourth. So maybe, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, number nine, <laughs> number nine, uh, manager drew with rat squad. Uh, he was the one coming at me in the golf group chat and then, uh, was asking me to donate. He was already crowning me the winner. I guess he's like, Hey, if you win, are you going to donate the winnings to the golf trip? And I was like, well, why don't we make a bet that if I win, you pay the 600 and if you win, I'll pay the 600 and, uh, haven't heard back from him. So we'll see what, uh, manager drew's response is to that. That's quite the attempt at a bet. Um, but so coming at number eight, we have uh, the other member of the Bradford boys, which is manager Danny with his team gritty. So like shocking that he is above anyone with, you know, that he had lost 11 to one, didn't he? Uh, no, he, I think he was, he was closer. Was it 11 alone was, uh, oh no, sorry. That was against Mitch. Yeah, you're correct. I apologize. And he, he, um, yeah. Anyways, that's, I think I'd be curious to see, uh, there must be a way to, uh, is there waiting in your power rankings? Well, or is it I, I just... originally I was going to weight them with last time. Like I was going to do 75% these numbers, 25% last week. Uh, but I was like, no, I'll just keep them pure and then I'll average them with yours, but yours never came along. So I was like, ah, that didn't fix the issues I wanted. Uh, but Danny, looking at Danny's team, he only had, uh, five players in the top 100, which was tied with, uh, a few guys here and and we used the tie break of last year's or sorry last week's rankings to to break that so uh that's why he ended up in that spot there um not a lot of there yeah there were a lot of ties so not a lot of separation here between a lot of the groups uh but coming in at number seven was uh yours truly my commissioner my co-host manager matt k uh once again you were here you were tied with danny here i think in numbers but uh, you had the tie break and I do anticipate you probably rising up those rankings. I know longest active playoff streak in the league and uh, never missed one. So uh, I, I don't know who the Phil Kessel is to your Keith Yandel, but uh, we'll have to look into that. I did not know that, but that is. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's true. Because you've never missed, right? I don't. I actually, I don't remember. I feel, I feel um, like we we discovered that last year. So, uh, if if that's true, I, I think everybody else has at least missed once. So, it would make or sense. Or hasn't like, been in the league long. Yeah, exactly. To, so uh, yeah, your your streaks yeah. there. 
streak is there I typically uh, put in the work and we used to have a bit we used to have a league of where half the people didn't do anything so <laughs> it was uh you could you could get um who did you get you got stamkos or bergeron off of jake just to stamkos. go out to the bar one night yeah he did yeah, he did so. get somebody back uh well yeah it wasn't yeah. but i mean i don't but think it was you know it was a I trade i wanted was... to go through and he's like all right i'll do it if you go to the bar with me i was like okay that was miss those days don't oh. we Jake the enabler, miss that guy. Yeah, and so coming in at six is manager Neil, right in the middle. Um, even though he lost, he had a cl- relatively close loss, um, in my opinion. Lost surprise um, banana, a tough one. Yep, and um, but yeah, he's at sixth, and just like everyone else on this list, we'll be hoping to go up. And coming in at number five, we have manager Brendan with uh what is his team name dj oh yeah dj zabinjabad and uh <laughs> we'll see what happens there uh but yeah he's at number five your favorite player to add an extra j to <laughs> <laughs> almost as consistent as pioink i i pronounced pioink uh, correctly pioink oh yes no i'm sure i'm sure um coming in at number four we have manager mitch with the raffi rockets and we we talked about him a fair amount so um he's a strong start to the year and at number three somebody who i would actually like to see higher in the rankings uh but this is just how the, the numbers cracked out to be is manager michael uh he had a very strong week it was uh very close for the prize banana so we'll see if he can continue fighting at that top yeah, and that's quite a compliment to say you'd like to see someone ranked higher than three. That's already, yeah. uh, you know, it's There's already only a couple high, spots higher to go. And uh, one, of them's, is, one of them is, if my math works out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and number two, which I think may uh, may lead to some discussion amongst your uh, amongst your peers as well, Matt T coming in at number two, despite losing the first week yeah, to me. Yeah, despite losing. Um, so I think uh, I, my theory is that he won so many face-offs <laughs> that he had so many guys inside the top 100 based on face-off wins, like helping to pump up their stat, which were also good. They you know, they're good stats, but yeah, I think that's why I was wondering if there's some if there's a way to like weight them because Yahoo doesn't weight face-off wins. They're just like holy smokes, you got 15 of something in one game, right to the top of the pile with you, bud. I hear you. I hear you. But uh, take a guess out of the top 100, how many are centers? Or uh, how, centers many, or... how many are centers or center left wing, center right wing that had over 10 faceoff wins this week? Ooh, that is, uh, I would say three. Three? Yeah. Maybe I didn't. Wait, I sorry. Oh, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant just here. on that. How many? No, no. How many in the top 100 of, of all the players? Oh. So top 100 players on Yahoo. How many do you think are centers with center eligible with more than 10 or 10 or so face-off wins? Uh, I would say 18. I, I, I feel like, are you, are you, <laughs> you think all the 18 players are centers, but you think they rank face-offs really high? Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to disprove me. Why? Well, I'm, I'm about to, but you're, you're, you're coming in too low. <laughs> <laughs> am i am i messing up you're your, stealing uh, my thunder up? here well i i, fi- I mean you know if, if, if you're saying face-off wins are are pumping the yahoo rankings which admittedly they probably are um wouldn't you expect a, a large number of the top 100 players to be centers well but the, but the thing is they only have there's only so many players that win lots of face-off wins 
and Matt T has a lot of them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I hear you, I, but I just I, I I just want a broader view here. Okay, just, just give me sixty five. Sixty five. Let's go for it. So it's it's closer to forty. So that like, is a ton. Oh my goodness! So you're not disproving me with that. I, I don't know. I think I mean think so. There's there's twenty five D, which I was surprised of. Um, yeah, well, I think they also wait. Like it's easier to get eight hits in a game than it is to get eight goals. You know what well, I mean? I, I, I hear you. That... And then there was there was it was tougher to do the wingers because I didn't want to double count people who are left wing, right wing. So I think yeah. it was kind of twenty seven total. Um, and then only six goalies, which I think is normally higher. So we'll see there. But uh, I mean, it makes yeah. sense. I mean, you know, it's a, it's one of twelve categories that those other. 58 players aren't aren't sniffing that's true and i think yeah. that uh, i wonder i do wonder if like the fact that it's like if you're a good face-off guy your your numbers are just so high like i wonder if that has anything to do with it and you're right uh, i didn't think about that actually that the other players just they're all zero it's not like yeah. they're you know plus one and you're plus three they're zero and you have 20 so um, yeah, so it's definitely the in there, probably the overvalued, but uh, well, I, I thought you were going to come in with a number like 75 or something. I was going to be like, whoop-bam! But, well, uh, I knew after, that there were 70... After you slow, what's what's that poker term? Slow bet, whatever it is. Slow came in with 18. I was like, well, fuck, there goes my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if there, I know that there aren't 75 players in the league who win enough face-offs to make it relevant. Yeah. Otherwise, we would all have, everyone would have, you know, four four or five guys on their team who won 50 face-offs very fair very true and uh but uh i digress we'll, we'll hop back on to schedule for everybody's favorite <laughs> top of the power rankings it's yours truly manager steel prize banana winner um you know say what you will but uh hard to argue with prize banana coming in number one that's true you did have a very good week i'd be curious to see what the um what your what everyone's winning percentage would have been against people like not just the winners because like i think there's yeah. definitely some uh i'm sure there's some people who lost like matt t probably would have had a pretty good record against the rest of the league maybe um well yeah it's cute I, I would have been curious to see your record versus the losers ever and matt's, matt's record versus the losers um just yeah, to see if his category wins were going to give you more but uh, and yeah. now that now that i have it all automated automated i i definitely could consider putting in six more guys but, yeah, uh, just punching some stats and get the intern to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, get the intern figuring out Excel, grabbing from other. Oh, I felt like an absolute wizard. <laughs> but anyways, that's all. Um, yeah, so that was the power rankings. Uh, predictable, perhaps, but you know that's just the numbers. I, there's no personal bias involved. Oh, Max Domi out again due to injury. That's no good. He's been flying. But anyways, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we wrap her up? Nope. Let's uh, let's take this one to the people so I can go watch the Leafs dummy the Rangers. All right. Hopefully I didn't jinx it. Well, enjoy. Have a great week, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>